Hey everybody, welcome back to Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. My name is Luke Soyan and with me today is... Jojo Lewis. Hello from the world of the internet. Yes, and the world of the world. Indeed. Yeah, crazy wild stuff. Um, we're comedians. Uh, that's why we... I'm just, I feel like I should say that every time so people know like, hey... You could look us up on the internet and watch our stand-up or come to our shows. But, uh, you know, you don't have to do that. You can just hang out with us right here and listen to us prattle on about stuff that we like and, and hopefully like. you like as well yes. and don't like as well. Yes. And you agree with everything we say. Yeah, you don't have to. You can message us or email us. And yeah, we would appreciate that. Yes. What is it? Just send us... Actually, I have an email I ha- for this, like epic epictikicomedy at gmail.com. EpicTikiComedy at gmail.com. We will read your emails. We, we don't get a lot of them. We will read them. Jojo is four drinks drunk. I'm four drinks drunk. All I four ate, drink drunk. Okay, look. All <laughs> I ate today was chocolate-covered almonds. That sounds great. It does until you realize, hey, all I ate today was chocolate-covered almonds. And then <laughs> I was at... Uh, I was at Luna's with Emma Haney, woman mm. about town, <laughs> and she gave me half her beer and half a beer, and I'm now four drink drunk. Yep, that's so how it works. That is how it works. If you just eat sugar... And then you drink. Well, it's protein, vitamin E. Not enough. I know. I'm just saying yeah. it's more than just But sugar. anyway, so that's that's our state. But we have good stuff to talk about today. A lot of things happened this week. Yes. We're going to talk about two of them. First of all. Wait, real quick. I wanted to say oh. our email that I said. You can also get us at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter or at Bucky Gums. That's you, JoJo. Yes. So tweet us things. And we're on Facebook. So add us. We will defs respond to you. And like our page on Facebook, Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. And you can post on the wall. It's great. Like, I don't know if you guys knew, but you can write things and click post and it'll be there. We'll see it. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So the first bit of uh, news we have, it's kind of a rumor, but it well, we'll talk about it. At DC... It seems Ben Affleck tweeted a, a small, what looks like a test video yeah. of Deathstroke just kind of walking around. In his really cool-looking armor. Yeah. We, I mean, it's on par with the armor from Arrow Season 2. Yeah. Which, which is fine. That was good armor. He looked awesome. Yeah. You know what this really, like, what it really makes me feel is how is just... Well, okay, the rumor is the rap as an exclusive story. Oh, yeah, the yeah. website. Claims that because of this tweet, that's Ben Affleck confirming that Deathstroke is, will be the primary villain of yeah. the Batman standalone movie. So much inferring is happening. A lot of inference. I mean, like, it's just, I mean, I would watch a video of someone just wearing Deathstroke armor. That's pretty dope. It's hard armor to produce. And it it's gives cool you a looking. hard on. That hard on Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it's like, I mean... The thing, yeah, like clearly Deathstroke will be making an appearance in the DC movie cinematic universe. That's not what we're debating. I was just saying that you can't take away that he's going to be the primary villain because if you read the wording of the article, which is hilarious, it says the rap has exclusively learned from an individual with knowledge of the situation that Death, which, okay. You, if you can't name who it is, we can't trust you. And you can't. Not, even, and they don't even make it seem like they're involved. It's like they yeah. have knowledge of yeah. the situation. <laughs> yeah, there's not even like someone who is working on the film. It's like what? Yeah, but and so my thing was like they showed this off. So what if this test footage was actually like they're shooting Justice League and he's going to be in it as a side villain or. He could still be, I mean, I'm not saying he won't be in the Batman movie, but he might not be the primary. He could be like the muscle for another character. Like maybe the Joker is the primary villain and he hires Deathstroke. Or maybe Deathstroke has his own thing that he's doing and they run all three of them run into each other somehow. And we don't know yet. We don't know. It's dumb to assume is all I'm saying. I do feel like Deathstroke would be the primary villain of the Batman film. Yeah, because they're out. Of, they've just used all of them by now. No, because it sound, <laughs> the reason why I think is because it would be a terrible idea. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It would be an absolutely <laughs> atrocious decision to make Deathstroke the primary villain. Yeah. Not because Deathstroke isn't cool, mm-hmm. but Deathstroke is a pretty deep cut. Like if you know yeah. Deathstroke, you read comics. You're into it. You don't just know Deathstroke. Yeah, you know I would I mean? rather. I'm like, 
you why don't you do Mad Hatter or Clock King? You know, yeah, they could do <laughs> equally Those are more obscure Batman villains, anyways. Yeah, I mean, Deathstroke. Deathstroke is almost like an anti-hero. Like you cheer for Deathstroke. He should yeah. have been in fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah, he should have been the villain in that movie. He could have been the villain in that movie. God, it, DC, it look, we're writing these movies better for you. We didn't even like try. Yeah, we have so better ideas. Than we you do, too. <laughs> but so okay, you what? Because the thing is, it's like Suicide Squad was. It's a mess. Because mm. they had to create all this world for these obscure villains that nobody really knows unless you're deep well, in the culture. Yeah, you don't Same, have and and what was fucked up is they they weren't like it wasn't like Guardians because they couldn't they couldn't just make this its own thing and not explain the villains because the villains appear in other stuff. Specifically Harley Quinn. There's a lot of backstory you have to do for Harley Quinn. Yeah. Deathstroke is such a deep cut villain that that I don't I feel like he would be the main guy. I don't think they would use a Jared Leto Joker Batman movie because they're stupid. Well, and like, you know, Deathstroke is a match. Like him and he and Batman, if they're physically fighting, that's going to be like. That would be fun to watch. Pretty close. Yeah. And I mean, they're pretty equal. One of the one one of the few highlights of Batman versus Superman is the Batman in the warehouse scene when he's taking out all those guys, which is straight up a ripoff of any one of the Arkham games. (laughs) Yeah, it's that whole yeah, sequence. Which I'm, I'm okay with that. No, my, it looks cool. I'm not saying problem, it's not. My problem with that scene was when he just like breaks people's necks and he's killing people, and I'm just like, this is not Batman. No, it I is know th- not. There's and, no and just, before, There's no justification for it. Before you get mad at me and say, well, he killed them in the early comics, and then there was that one Frank Miller. Like, okay, cool, but that's not what Batman is. That's not ninety nine percent of the time. He that's does not, not murder the character. people. Yeah, that's like one of his number one. It's like. It's, That's it's what makes him super heroic. Is yeah, that he doesn't kill people, and it's also how the villains get out of Arkham and cause more trouble. And we have more stories, you guys. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, totally. but yeah, no, Deathstroke would be. It wouldn't be terrible. I. But what what I was gonna say earlier was, it kind of makes me upset because it's just another reminder that DC is ignoring their TV universe because they had this brilliant start on TV. They have. I mean, Arrow's like, it's okay. It fluctuates between, like, not bad to okay to, like, meh. And then there's a few yeah. times when it's, like, really great. But The Flash has been amazing. Like, two of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen. One of, I mean, and I, I don't know, that sounds like hyperbole, but I remember watching the first season and, like, that season finale episode, like, I almost cried. Like, I was really into that show. Yeah. And you just established this brilliant Flash character with all these cool villains. You've got the Arrow. You have, And you have, like, Adam. Like, all these, like, more minor Justice League kind of characters that you have set up that you could have thrown into the movies. And what do you like, do? Like, I got, I got more... F- in season one of Flash, I got more feels watching Arrow, yeah. Firestorm, and the Flash fight reverse Flash uh-huh. than I did in pretty much any DC movie. Yeah, that I have seen. Yeah, no, and and all three of those guys are just—they really only exist in the comics and in that show, and they just—it was awesome. Oh yeah, so fun to watch. And I mean, the the show has not been afraid to get comic booky. Like Arrow, when it started, was very much like, "Well, we'll see where we go." And then by season two, they were like, "All right, we're going to do Mirakuru, and then we'll start to have like some super powery stuff, and then." Season three, they introduced the Flash, sort of. Season three, they introduced the Flash. Season three, season three was like, let's do the dark. Let's do a Batman Begins, but with Arrow. Well, that was season one of Arrow. That was no, that was season three of Arrow. No, because they he, fought Ra's al Ghul. No, that's yeah, Dark Knight Rises. What? No. Yeah. yeah. We can debate this. No, that's literally Ra's al Ghul. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. No, what I'm saying, what I was trying to say was in the first season of Arrow. It's like Batman Begins in that he comes back. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. And right. he and yeah. he's the rich guy who is gone, and now he's back, and he has you know he's gonna clean up the city. Yeah, and it's just very dark and like oh I'm gonna talk like this or have a voice changer and you know like they they aped a lot of Dark Knight. They did, or I mean Batman. But no, yeah. but not but not in a not in a way that you're like that's ridiculous. Like in mm-hmm. a way that like that's logical. Yeah, but no, yeah, Arrow's basically been like, well, we can't use Batman. So let's use a character who we can make Batman. <laughs> and that's kind of what the show's been. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's it fits with the Green Arrow, like his concept. Yeah. Although much. I kind of am more of a fan of, like, the quippier Arrow, like the one that's in the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Like, he's still, he's not, like, a full-on, like, he's not the Flash or Spider-Man, like, cracking jokes, but he's, like. He'll say funny things. 
Yeah, and he's like wry, and he kind of. And I know, like in the comics, he's like a very—he's actually like a pretty left-wing character. Like his politics. Yeah. He's been known to have like these really, sort of, political messages. At least yeah. that's what I read. I've never like read the comics where that happened, but I've read that in like Wikipedia, <laughs> or whatever. So it must be true. But yeah, so Arrow is a good show, and yeah, season two they introduce Slade and, like, which is Deathstroke, hey, because kid. that's how deep a cut it is. What are you doing, kid? There's that, I and I still think there's that ending scene. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. We're going to spoil. Spoil season two of Arrow, a show that came out like five years ago. Yeah. So there's an ending sequence of season two where he's, he's fighting with Deathstroke. And as he fights with Deathstroke, it cuts to when he was fighting Slade Wilson on the island. And I still think like of fight scenes I've seen in TV, like that one stands out as really like something else. No, I mean, they're really good. Like they do. That's a good world and it's a good show. And the DC t- uh, movie universe is stupid to not use it. In they they could have benefited so much by using that because you that that would have taken away some of the pressure on them to set up all these characters again. Yeah. And like granted, they're not using the arrow or Captain Adam or Firestorm, but, but they, they are a, using Flash. No, yes, and they had a perfectly, they had a fantastic Flash. Grant Gustin kills it as a Flash. Yes. He's really fun. He's like, he's he's great. And I'm not saying, like, I'm sure, uh, what's his name? Ezra Miller. I'm sure he's great. He's He was funny in Amy Schumer's movie, Trainwreck, a little, like, kind of. Yeah. But it, he, it's just, like, it's just stupid to have, and then, like, not only are they doing another Flash, which is confusing, like, now you're going to have this Flash everyone knows on TV, and another Flash on in the movies. Yeah, so if you're a fan of the Flash on TV, you've already checked out on this movie. Yeah. No, you're I like, mean, it's it, you're going to have to really win me over with this. Yeah. And I, I've heard, like, the Cyborg is going to be in the Flash movie, which is cool and different and fun, but it's going to have to be really good for me to not... For me to want to watch it, you know, and actually that that makes me feel bad almost because it's like, well, okay, so now you have to introduce all these fucking guys and also Cyborg, who is a deep cut character. Let's be real. Well, in the comics lately, he's been a a major member of the Justice League. Like since New 52, they've made him. In New 52, when it launched, Mm -hmm. Cyborg, his being... His origin was the uh, like the first arc story. Yeah, which fighting I think Darkseid and the Parademons. Yeah, which I'm sure they'll they'll incorporate poorly, but they'll try to into the Justice League movie because <sighs> in those emails Wonder Woman was looking at in Batman vs Superman, he clearly the mother box like you know like it's the same thing where he's hurt, he's hanging there with like no body, and yeah. then the thing you, attaches you, to you him. You see, it's like if they were making a live action version of the first arc of new 52 that would be a good movie because well, that that because the the first arc of of the new 52 justice league was like the first story in the dc universe yeah. that established the justice league and you're like this is logical as a starting place and that's where cyborg that's cyborg cyborg origin is in that story yeah so it would make sense that that's where you could start there was actually parts in it where they were like introducing each other like oh you're Clark Kent. Oh, you're Bruce Wayne. That kind of thing. Yeah, and then they they do it in that the animated movie Justice League War. Yeah, they do it there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure like whatever happens in the new Justice League movie, it was better in War. And the War was pretty quick. Like it happens real fast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're you're a kid with a cyborg. Okay, let's fight the parademons. Let's go. Like, Cause they, I mean, but <laughs> but where they establish like you know, they assume you know who these characters are, which they should. DC still doesn't do that. At least the movies don't. And I'm really not confident in the Batman solo movie. And as time goes on, I'm worrying about the Wonder Woman movie just because I'm Yeah. I mean, there one thing that one thing that's true is DC or Warner Brothers uh, marketing department is one of the best in Hollywood. Oh, they're fantastic. I mean, ever they're since brilliant. ever ever since The Dark Knight, all that Joker stuff and like the like they had they did a lot of really cool like viral marketing kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were the ones who got, like, Suicide Squad is going to be successful at the box office because people thought it was good. I mean, they're helped out by the fact that, like, nothing really is coming out in August of any value to watch, you know? And, but it's, but yeah, it's like they, they cut together a brilliant trailer for Suicide Squad, but you kind of knew, like, well, we'll see how the, you know, because BVS was just such a mess that it was like, Bats v. Soups. Bats v. Soups. 
is it was like, well, Suicide Squad looks great, but it could still be bad. And like Wonder Woman's trailer blew me away. But that doesn't. Mean you heard it's us on their pod. We talked about how amazed, how excited we are about it. But now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm kind of like, well, there was that. There there's was, some brilliant yeah. visuals, but they don't really say much, and they do not explain the story at all. So and it could actually be really stupid. But the other thing is like their track record is awful. Yeah, that's the thing that I think more than anything else is going to hurt that movie is probably even if it's great, it's got so much pressure on it because so many D- Mar- uh, Warner Brothers movies are awful. But yeah, but here's the thing too. They're like oh for three. Well, I would I, I'll give them Man of Steel. I enjoyed that movie. Okay, yeah, that's a good. That's it's a solid. Good, it's, it's a not good, fantastic, but it's not bad. How. It would be nice if that movie was the DC Universe's Incredible Hulk, but that's the shining star. <laughs> that's the shining star in the DC movie universe. That's that's sad. that's their. Because it was only okay. That's their Iron Man. Yeah, and Iron it's Man One. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the the thing that I really appreciated about it was I loved the Krypton stuff. I thought that was really brilliantly realized. Even even the Dick coffins that they got <laughs> they got put into and the the Zod and his men yeah. and women, but. Um, but I, I love that. And I also, what really, what I really appreciate about man of steel was they finally were able to make a Superman film where Superman fights other superpowered beings and it does not look stupid. Yeah. And I really loved that. Like he was able to like punch this guy and he flew across the town, smashed into a train, blew up. And I was actually really mad at the internet for getting upset at that movie for destroying a city. And everyone's like, Oh, how many people died? And I'm like, do you fucking read the comic books? Like, Things attack Metropolis all the time, and Superman fights them in the city. It's not weird. Yeah. It's like, why Why is that what you're upset about? So then DC, Warner Brothers, of course, in Batman versus Superman, like eight times they mention, we've cleared out the, the area. Oh, there's no life in that area. Like, that's the thing that they needed to fix. And one, you couldn't know that for sure. Two, like, who cares? It's like, it's, yeah. they're, they're fighting. No, and it's like, in, in, there's even a better excuse for Superman not taking the fight away from Metropolis, he's A, he's inexperienced, he's fighting, like, a military strategist who, yeah, he just figured out his powers. Like, Zod, when he's fighting him, he just figured out, like, he's barely starting to be able to fly. Fine. But, you know, Superman has not... He wasn't grown... He didn't grow up being a soldier. He didn't grow up being a fighter. So, like, he's desperate. So he's just... He's trying to win, and that's why, like, I was totally cool with him killing Zod at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like that to me was like, oh, he that's kind of was, a bold choice. I mean, like he doesn't have a phantom zone, so what the fuck is he supposed to do? Yeah, well, that's, they sort of send them into something. No, like they the, don't, the rest of them, they, the yeah. ship, like they zap them somewhere. Yeah, but then Zod is still there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so yeah, you kill Zod, and then after he kills Zod, he feels awful, and that's when Superman never kills anyone again. I'm totally cool with that. That works. But then in ba- in Batman vs Superman, when you have Batman show up and just nonchalantly flipping cars onto cars with men inside and clearly blowing them up, that is not cool. You have to really establish why he's killing people if you're even going to do that. And there's and honestly, like that's a fool's errand because there's no that's so yeah. counter to the character. It is. And, and so and and but the thing is, is it's like and this takes us back to Deathstroke being the main villain in Batman. It's the kind of terrible decision. <laughs> that looks good visually that DC would probably do that Warner Brothers would do. Yeah, the footage does look great. I mean, he looks really cool, but it's like it's not hard to do Deathstroke armor. I mean, it was like we said, it was on Arrow, it looked great there. Yeah, and it it's was not... and like Arrow, like Arrow has good special effects. Not fantastic, but good. Yeah. And good Deathstroke. And who's the guy who played it? It was like uh, Manu Bennett. Yeah, he destroyed it as Deathstroke. He was great. Yeah, like he like that. He it killed me that like they got they wrote his character out of the show. I was like, no, he's such a good villain. Yeah. Well, but isn't he still? He shows up from time to time. He's still in that bunker on the island, right? Yeah. He shows up occasionally. He'll get out. Yeah. He might. Well, I there actually was an episode him. where he got out, but um, yeah, there was like one. It was like season four. Was it last season or the season, season four? F- it was the Razal Gold season. Okay, that's three. Yeah. But it was still, I mean, it was cool. They went there. They fought him. But um, it was, uh, Deathstroke being the main villain in one of their movies is, it's dumb if they do it. I I feel like they will. What I want is, I don't mind him being in the movie if he's hired muscle. So, like, if you do, like, Two-Face or the Riddler or or the Joker or Penguin 
and and that guy teamed up or hired him to be a mercenary, that's cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But even then, it's like, I mean, I'm sure there's a great story to tell. Like, I never doubt. I think anything is possible if it's well written. But you can do, like, I, I mean, don't, I, okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I just get DC does. I mean, Warner Brothers seems incapable of that. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Like they need all the pieces in place already somehow in order for them for them to do a good job. Yeah, it's like did you? There was that insider letter that came out, which I don't know how true it is, but it yeah. read as true. It was like your the, past thirteen movies have been awful. Yeah, the the woman who who allegedly used to work there and had insider knowledge and was shitting, and then she also was shitting on Wonder Woman and saying like that that's doomed. So and it's like I mean but then the director I wanna, came out and said no it's not I want yeah I want to say she gonna no. say she gonna say yeah w- you're right <laughs> I want to say well like the dude who made a suicide wasn't the dude who made suicide no not the David Ayer the director did, did he talk about his reaction to the movie he said he defended his cut which is he said his cut is that movie that came out in theaters okay which is weird because they filmed so much Joker stuff and I also I'm pretty sure I read that. The company who cut the trailer was allowed to do a pass and cut the recut the movie. Really? So I feel like he's just playing cool. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe he was in the room when those people were doing it, but it sounded like they like the there's just there's too much suit intervention. And the biggest problem with DC, which I've said a hundred times, is that they don't have a Kevin Feige. Marvel has this man. He's a producer on all the movies since Iron Man. His name is Kevin Feige, and F E I G E. You can Google him. And he's the guy that keeps everything moving. He keeps everything in order. He's like the creative like backbone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's like the Stanley of the MCU. Yeah, he's the one who's like, okay, we're doing this with Doctor Strange. This is how he's going to fit into this. And like, you know, yeah, there's been times where it was rough. Like Iron Man two, a lot of people weren't a fan of like squeezing and all this stuff. A- Age of Ultron was squeezing in a lot of stuff. It's hard, but I think overall they've done a fantastic job of mo- of like. Making up new fan, all these like putting on screen all these franchises, all these characters, and bringing them together and interweaving them. I mean, it's pretty unprecedented what they've what they've done. Yeah, and we're sort of getting used to it now. But it's still like if you look before that, there's never been any cross pollination. Movies never worked that way. There were always disparate entities. Yeah, like Spider Man was its own thing. X Men was its own thing. Fantastic Four was its own thing. Star Wars. I mean, I don't know what Star Wars would cross over with. But it's its own thing. If you watch Patton Oswalt's rant on Parks and Rec, there's like an unedited version where he just goes, and then this, and he puts all the franchises together. He can make them all fit. He, he basically, it's an episode where they had him do a filibuster, and there's an uncut version where he, they just let Patton Oswalt go off, and he just like ranted about how the X-Men and the Avengers and Star Wars would all cross paths. <laughs> it's really funny. So yeah, go I believe check it, it out. Yeah. But where was I going? Yeah, so Kevin Feige, Marvel needs, or DC needs a Kevin Feige. They need a guy... And I think they're hoping it's going to be Jeff Johns. They hired him to be a more create, like a more uh, present creative role behind I mean, the scenes. But it's hard to pivot while you're filming Justice League with the shitty Zack Snyder. It's like you're you're already making this film, and then you're going like, all right, well we're halfway shoot done shooting. Here's a new guy. He's going to tell you what to do now. Yeah. And I mean that's weird to do. So hopefully, you know, moving forward he gets it on track because Jeff Johns knows what the fuck. Is up with no, comic and he's books. and he knows how to. Yeah, he's, he's written count, he's like brilliant. tons of brilliant stories. He's like he's he's the force behind uh, yeah. Green Lantern, and like in the comics. Yeah, and he did work on the the Ryan Reynolds movie, but I, what I think happened is he was he, more of a creative consultant, and he was not. They didn't look to him for like what we should we do. Yeah, and then they let other people like other people made decisions that he was not able to veto. Yeah, so as long I think. And, you know, it's also hard when you're coming from comic books to get into film. Like, it's a different thing. I'm not saying I know what either one is like, but I do know that, like, filming something and getting performances out of actors and writing for the screen is different than writing a comic book. Yeah. It's similar, but... I mean, like... Yeah. I feel like you're probably... That's probably true. I mean, a comic book is a storyboard. Like, you can take a comic book and use it as a... I mean, we've seen... Do it shot for shot, yeah. Sin City's, like, very much shot for shot. And it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's... That doesn't mean... I mean, there's other Not factors with a film. That. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more going on in a film than there is in a comic... Like, comic book, it's like, there's a writer, and there's an artist, and a color... Like, a penciler, and a color guy, and... Yeah, girl, yeah. And a letterer, and that's, you know... And that's kind of it, except for like maybe some like 
editor like, oh, you need to take this out or we want this or, you know. Right, right. But there's less going on in a comic book creatively. But, or I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it's it's very, comics are very pure uncut. There's just the story, the visual story. Yeah. And, you know, when we when you get a good movie, it's really pretty amazing that good movies get made at all because people don't think about this, but it's like you have a director, you have a writer. And like, so you, like you have a writer who writes a script. Then that script has to get turned over to like, you know, producers and those producers have an idea of what the movie's going to be. They hire a director or, you know, the studio hires a director. The director has a creative vision, you know, so they have already that. And then you have actors who are like, I want to play the character this way. Yeah. And it's like, and then you have studio executives. They're and you so, have, they're so collaborative. It's hard to believe they can get off the ground. Yeah. So when something works, it's really like a miracle. Yeah. And DC or Warner Bros. just doesn't have that right now. And hasn't had it for a long ass time. Yeah, but hopefully they get it. I mean, I want them to. Like, there's no, there's no hate. I don't have any hate towards the the franchises in question. I'm whole, but the thing it's is, the creative like, people I've, behind the scenes not I've, doing a good I've job. I've kind of like written off the the DC video movie universe is like. It's going to be this thing they're going to keep pumping money into until they realize they can't do it right. And then yeah. never again. No, and I mean, they've really they really put all their money into, like, all their cards are in here. It's like, well, Harry Potter's done because they own, you know, so they, I mean, they are making new. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. And I'm not too worried about that because it's tricky when an author goes to screenwriting. Like, J.K. Rowling's going to, she wrote the script. But the director is the guy who directed, like, the last four Harry Potter movies, and those are, like, the better ones, except for Prisoner of Azkaban. Of it's kind of like but, – but the thing is, and this is true, is it's like I don't like seeing a studio of any sort just be like, we're going to stick to our guns and just do the same thing over and over again, especially yeah. when it's Warner Brothers because we're going to do the same bad job yeah. over and over again. Whereas Marvel sometimes do, does the same thing over and over again, but it's good. Sometimes, yeah. Because they've done a lot I of... Still think, I still think um, Civil War was the Avengers 2 that we wanted. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, and that's the thing, like, I mean... I mean, Marvel has missteps, but their missteps are even good to watch. When yeah. DC, because they've, they've built up a rapport, and also, they know what they're doing. DC has never shown me that it's like, they know what they're doing. No, I mean, not since, you know, when you had Christopher Nolan guiding it. Yeah. That, and, you, that, was, that made sense. Even then, like, his action shooting is not very great. Like, there's a lot of inconsistency with his action shots. Yeah. If you watch Batman Begins, you can, you really, like, if you look at it, the fight scenes are awful. Like, they're shot close up. They're yeah, quick yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. So I, what I really wish is there was a way, like, if Christopher Nolan could direct the story and Zack Snyder could direct the fight scenes like as a second unit. Yeah. That, that would, would actually be like the perfect Batman movie. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But or or you could just hire a good director like you could get JJ Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I would actually that'd be cool. I would be against it. Yeah. You know. At this point. <laughs> I mean, he did a you good know, he did a good job want, with Star Wars, so. You know who's somebody who needs to direct like everything is Brad Bird. Who's he what's he do? So he did uh The Iron Giant. That's the first thing he did. Then he did Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Incredibles was dope. And then he did uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which, which you, is you, one of the best ones. You told me that's a good one. And then he did, um, what did he do recently? He did, fuck, I can't remember. He just did something else. Oh, he did Tomorrowland, which a lot of people hated, but I thought it was really underrated. I, I think didn't see that one. Th- it's, there's like silly, weird things about it, but I think that's what I like. It's a George Clooney movie, right? Yeah. And it's based on that area of Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, I think, it's hard to turn that into a movie. But I thought what they were doing was interesting, and the way he directs it is great. Like he films things so well. Like he he you it's a, he has a very clear like shot flow. Yeah, like you know when he films action scenes, you see the things happen. Right. You like he has like dynamic camera movements. I don't like directors who film a bunch of static shots and just use editing to you make know? it look like. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of the great things about J.J. Abrams is how dynamic his camera is. Like, he really floats it around. Like, all the Star Trek movies, Star Wars, it's like, he's not a... F- even, like, there's a really cool shot in Super 8 that I remember uh, when the train crashes, and he does this thing where, like, the camera's zooming on the kids, kind of, and then it flips around, like, super fast, like, just way too fast, and then it zooms on the train, and it's crashing, and it zooms back, and f- flips around, zooms back on the kids. Like, and, you know, in Star Trek, he does a lot of, like, 
He'll go from like the porthole of the Enterprise and then float around to another porthole. Yeah. Justin Lin actually did that in the new movie in Star Trek Beyond. Oh, nice. Wait, did you see it? Yet? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember that, that scene, but... Oh, no, wait, yeah, I do remember it. He, yeah. he does it all the time. Like yeah, when they first cool. When yeah. they first go to, um, what's it called? The station. What's this? Yorktown. When yeah. they go to Yorktown, there's just like... It makes me dizzy every time, because I've seen it twice now, so I can say every time. And <laughs> they for, they get there, and he, he like the way he moves the camera, it feels like... You know, he goes because that that Yorktown thing is so set. It's set up like an M.C. Escher painting. It's just like there's streets and yeah. lanes and yeah, buildings yeah. everywhere. And the way he like kind of floats the camera around, it was cool because he's like he's using J.J. Abrams style, but in his own way. Yeah, yeah. And I just want something like that in the DCU. Like I, I just, just want. Yeah, it's like we just want. Yeah, Zack Snyder's just a little bit gratuitous. He needs someone telling him no sometimes. Yeah, and he needs someone who can guide the story for him. Like he's great. He's really great at setting up visuals. I mean, 300 looks fantastic, and I still like that movie. But he's really bad at, like, Yeah, stories. I mean, Sucker Punch has some beautiful shots, but it is a fucking stupid movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is a really stupid yes, film. Yes, yes, um, Yeah, so do we have any more thoughts on Deathstroke? We keep I mean, you know. Move on to the exciting, the I feel bad side. that every bit of news I get from DC's movies disappoints me. All of it. It's so shitty. Well, there was also that story. We don't have to get into it, but the Flash movie is supposed to have the rogues gallery, and they listed like four or five villains. And I'm yeah. just like, no, use one. Gorilla Grodd. That's what you need to do. Yeah, use Gorilla Grodd. Which the TV show did. Then they did it really intelligently. Yeah. Which, could, I mean, like... And the CGI wasn't bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where you're like, that could easily degenerate into just being really stupid. And they yeah. actually did a pretty serviceably good job. Yeah. That's that's what... It, when I was watching that, that was in the first season, and I just... Watching that show, I was just like... Like, because Arrow was so hesitant to do any of the comic booky stuff. Yeah. And Flash was, like, embracing it. Like, we're going to do all of it. We're and they're like, afraid. we're going to do Gorilla Grodd. And I remember hearing that, and I'm like... That is ridic- That is so comic yeah. booky. It's How is ridiculous. That but they yeah. found a way, and it actually works. Like it makes sense. Yeah, it was cool. Like, yeah. and I he he got teleported to uh, Gorilla City or whatever, and I'm On really Earth excited. Two. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, season this next season because they're doing Flashpoint. But I'm hoping, like, at some point they touch on, like, maybe the first half of the season is Flashpoint, and then everything gets back to normal, and then Gorilla Grodd invades with his gorilla army. That'd be sweet. That'd be a great season ender, yeah. you know, like, the final I need to stretch. catch up on my, on my Arrowverse stuff. Yeah. That, seen... See, I'm willing to catch up on Arrowverse. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. I'll you know, dedicate sad. time to it. Even Legends of Tomorrow is more entertaining than the DC. And yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is the kind of thing universe. where it's like, this is like... Bad. It's like it's, soapy bullshit. It's like bad pizza. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, I'll eat this. It's, it's like a Kevin Sorbo show. Like, yeah, it's like Andromeda. Yeah, it really is. But you're, just, you're still like, well, it's not terrible. It has a lot of, like, I like Captain Cold. He's like corny, but he's I like, who's the, what's the name of the, the dude, the leader? Um, oh, uh. Shit. Fuck. Tom, no. It's like, prof- he's not professor he's or doctor. A- he's, um. Rip Hunter? Rip Hunter! Yeah, yeah, yeah. His very, like, very close to Malcolm He's, Reynolds. To me, he just reminds me... He reminds me of Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. He... He seems like just like a throwaway white guy hero. Like he's like Rick Flag. He's just like ah, I didn't, another white guy. Who's yeah, fucking an adventure action. He just he's he's white. He stole a ship and he's capable. He knows how to shoot a gun and he can fix things whenever we need them in the script to fix a generator. He's fighting uh, who you know, just fighting Vandal sort of Savage. Every man. You know, it's I don't like that Vandal Savage. I th- I don't. You don't like that version of him? I thought he was supposed to be more of like he was a caveman that somehow got smart. Isn't that what it is? This one's just like oh. He never dies. Yeah, they they retconned his story to kind of well, or to fit in with the Thanagarians, which aren't even Thanagarians; they're Egyptians. They yeah, and the problem, the reason why they did that, Thanagarians are an alien race that Hawkman and Hawkgirl are from. For you guys who don't, well, know, sort of, not no? really. Okay, the the, the origins of Hawkman and Hawkgirl, yeah, are really convoluted and fucked up. Well, I'm sure they've retconned it several times. They have. Because there's the whole Egyptian side. Yeah, there's the Egyptian side, then there's the Nth Metal side that makes up their blood, and then there's the Thanagarian side. Yeah. So it's like... they're aliens that crash-landed or something. So they the one they chose for this was it's like they keep getting reincarnated and Vandal Savage keeps killing... Because it's like... He's like the third wheel in their relationship. He really is. He's that like is the, exactly what he is. The creepy, jealous nerd that's like, I want to fuck her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it's like, I mean, I I don't like it. It's not as good as the one where I'm like, oh, he's a caveman or something. But because I, again, I remember the Bruce Tim, like there's that episode, I think of Justice League where he gets sent into the future after Vandal Savage has won and they like become friends and Vandal Savage tells him to go back in time to stop him from winning. Wait, in a cartoon show? Yeah. There oh, was shit, episode... I haven't gotten there yet because oh, I've been dude, re-watching I just... it. Okay, there's... Justice League Unlimited? No, the original season. Oh, okay. Maybe was... maybe Unlimited. It's All basically right. there was this episode where they were fighting Vandal Savage and yeah. something happened and Superman gets sent into the future. Mm-hmm. And in the future, the Justice League has lost, but the Earth is destroyed and the only person left is Vandal Savage because he's immortal. And he, starts ta- and, he, and he starts hanging out with Superman. He's like... I killed all the Justice League. I took over the world, and now I'm depressed. And like he has, he's like I have a spaceship. I can leave the planet, and I don't want it. I don't see the point in living because I've won. And he's like he hates his life, and yeah. he's, he he deeply regrets having won. I know that I've and seen he it. Te- and then he tells Superman like, "Go back in time. Here's what I'm going to do. I need you to stop me." And he does it. It's just, it's a really interesting episode. Yeah, no, that, if you guys, because uh, obviously the DC Cinematic Universe is not... Bueno. The movies suck. Everything else what somehow should, is good. What you should do, because everyone has a Netflix account, go on Netflix, type in Justice League, and watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon series. They tell brilliant stories, and you'll under- excellent voice acting. And, and you'll and understand why we are so goddamn upset that the movies suck so much. Yeah, you'll be, and you'll be surprised when you get to Justice League Unlimited how adult the show can get. There's a really great Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad episode, where they sneak aboard the Justice League watchtower and they yeah. steal some shit. And it is fucking cool. Like, Death, Death, uh, Deadshot is a stone-cold motherfucker. He just, like, he flirts with Plastique the whole mission, <laughs> and at the last minute, to get away, he shoves her into a bomb and runs away. <laughs> it's fucking cold. It's so real and adult. And, like, she gets fucked up. Like... She's on the ground, like, twitching, and the Justice League are like, oh. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Martian Manhunter or the Arrow or Green Arrow or somebody look at her and go, oh. And then they don't show her, and, like, they just take her away, like, oh, we'll try to fix her. Like, it's not, it's like a real, it's a good show. Yeah. They don't fuck around. Yep. And there's really great, I think that she even makes a joke about her panties being wet. Yeah. It's it's a great, so go check it out. Yeah, it's a Bruce g- Tim is king. Yeah, those those <laughs> He's uh, the guy behind yeah, the the the, Mar- the DC movies are awful. The DC television shows, the Arrowverse, and all those animated one-offs are great too. Yeah, uh, there's a like, few bad ones, but most of them are pretty great. Lately, they've been kind of very Flashpoint Paradox is dope. Yeah, actually. and it's like dark, like people. It's like PG thirteen. Like there's blood, there's arms getting chopped off. The Flash gets burned alive. They really did a good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he gets struck by lightning and I shit. I mean, and you know, he like, heals, but whatever. It's great. Go they, check it out. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Every yeah. like if you if you knew about the other stuff outside of the DC movies, you would know why we're so upset. Yeah, I was talking to Drew Absher at the mic before this about that, and he was like, "Yeah, I only know the movies and stuff," but even. He was like saying like Suicide Squad wasn't too bad to him, but he's like I hated Batman vs Superman. I'm like yeah, it's a bad. Like he's not even movie. a yeah. a comic book fan, or he doesn't know, and he still hated it. So yeah, so it's a bad sign. Yeah. All anyway, right, so, so yeah, our, our hatred for DC burns white hot. So yeah. we we hope for the future, but we are not confident. But we'll see. You know, I mean, I'd love to. I would love. I would love to Wonder come Woman on here and be, be like, guys, there's hope. I yeah. would love to do that. And and it, how great would it be if Wonder Woman was the one that, that would was be great? Because that's. I mean, I, I actually really love that character. I didn't used to, like, know much about her, but since I watched all these Justice League cartoons, there's actually a really great Wonder Woman movie that's probably on Netflix right now. Nathan Fillion's in it. I forget who voices um, Diana, but it's that's great. You should check that out. That's a really great origin story kind of movie. And I'm sure, hopefully, this, this live-action movie follows that because yeah. visually it looks great. Anyway, so let's move on to the really other cool, really... The other, the actually cool story... Uh, Marvel put out a Thor Ragnarok mockumentary directed by Taika Waititi, who is also directing Thor Ragnarok. And it's, I mean... Hilarious. It's fucking funny. On point as fuck. And uh, real quick to, like, set it up, Taika Waititi, who is directing Thor Ragnarok, he is best known... He has an Oscar. He has a short film Oscar. So he's got that. And he's also... Uh, he worked on Flight of the Concords with uh, Jermaine Clement and Brett McKenzie. Uh-huh. He directed What We Do in the Shadows, which a lot of people haven't seen. But if you haven't seen it, it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's about a bunch of vampires living in New Zealand. 
and they're flatmates and they're idiots and it's fantastic. It's like a mockumentary. He's 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 you know he's at, he's really great at directing and, the mockumentary. Yeah, and this this thing that they made with Thor was like the it was kind of like here's what Thor was up to during Civil War, and it's and it's hilarious. Yeah, fucking funny because he's <laughs> got, he's has a, he's got a flat in his, in Australia with yeah. some guy who That's works. That's all they have there. They have flats in Australia. New yeah, Zealand. <laughs> and he's uh he, and he's uh, he's got a room. I've We're, been living with Daryl. Daryl, yeah. <laughs> and it's just this Daryl's helping me guy. write an electronic, an ele- electronic letter to Tony Stark. Yeah, like it just shows him going through like basically one day, like he writes an email to Tony Stark who doesn't respond, then he writes an email to Captain America. He's like, "Remember when I goaded you to kill those prisoners, and I, you told me you swore to me that never say anything? Well, if there are other secrets you would like me to keep, let me know because I am bored." <laughs> Meanwhile, he's telling that entire office about that secret. Yeah, like Daryl and all his workmates. One of my favorite shots is in the beginning when he's talking about living with Daryl, and then they just like this is what I love about Taika Waititi is he's really good at like the subtle kind of humor. Is like he, you know he's narrating, and then there's just a shot of. Daryl vacuuming and, and then Mjolnir, he tries Mjolnir's <laughs> on the floor and he bumps the vacuum into the it. The vacuum bounces off of it. Yeah. Before we keep going, well, we'll keep going anyways, but stop, pause the podcast, go watch this video, just type in Thor Ragnarok or Thor mockumentary or something and watch it and then and come And you'll back. know why. And it's like, there's a part in it that... There's so many parts in it. That, that, yeah, that. It, it's really good. There's a part in it where he shows him having lunch with Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Which is like not outside their own possibility because Bruce Banner's missing. We don't know where he is. And they're eating, and, and it's like Tony Stark calls Bruce Banner and Bruce's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fight in your little bell, but Thor's, Thor's trying to get in contact with you. And it's like, you want me to hand it to you? Oh, nope, you can't talk to him. And he says he doesn't know how to get a hold of you. And then Thor's like, I don't have a phone. Send a raven. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. Also, the sadness in his baby blues. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's poignant. 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 It's a hard word to say. Yeah. And it's like, is Poignant. it, this is a dumb question. Is it supposed to be like canon? Like, I is that know. supposed to be a canonical thing? I don't think so because, because, because it totally I want it could to be. be. I want it to be. There's but, no reason it couldn't be. Well, we'll know when the movie comes out because we don't know where Hulk is because the way we left Hulk was in Age of Ultron, he's flying away in the Quinjet. He could be flying to Australia. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> did he go to Australia or did he fly like into space? Yeah. Or like, because how? Because like Thor Ragnarok sounds really crazy. It's like cosmic. They said they've described it as like a buddy road trip, like a cosmic buddy road trip. It could be a lot of things. At but this then, point. yeah, and you have all these threads loose. Like you have Odin is off the throne. Loki is on the throne. And then we've heard there's like they're pretty much going to do Planet Hulk. Which thank God. Yeah. That's and, so awesome. I mean, we know that's because they've shown the armor at Comic-Con for the Hulk or Thor, both, I forget. And then there's like, so something something happens where they both go in, into space. But is it, is Thor chasing the Hulk? Is Thor redeeming himself for something? Is he trying to get something to get Odin back on the throne? Yeah. Does he lose Mjolnir somehow? Like, we don't know. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, you know, both of the, like, out of all of the Marvel films... I think most people would agree that Thor has been the weakest sort of hero yeah. outside of the Avengers. Yes. Like his movies while entertaining don't really do a lot. And uh yeah, it's never they've never really given he doesn't really have compelling villains outside of Loki. Yeah. Nothing I mean, he actually has the most him. compelling villain, but He's like an anti-hero almost. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Malekith, the Dark Elf, was awful. They ruined that character. Yeah, like just flat out did not do it right. I was like, they, they, they do this thing where they're like, here's the other realms, and then they're just poorly designed. Like, like a uh, Jotunheim, where the Frost Giants are from, is just like it looked kind of cool, but I didn't believe that anyone lived there because it was just a bunch of like ice castles. So I'm just yeah. imagining all these Frost Giants sitting around being like. Man, I wish we had TVs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just what are they doing all day when there's no one trying to challenge them to a fight? Like, there's no like living quarters. Like, I want to see a city. Yeah, that's what made Guardians so cool. Was it showed a, a lived-in galaxy? Exactly, which is a big deal. They they Star Wars it up. Yeah, and uh, and that's what. But so it's like well, I think I I want this to be canonical. This mockumentary because. Mm-hmm. 
It's just so good. It's so good, but here's the thing. And I love Thor, like, Thor, just being this bro douchebag moving in with Daryl. But and, that's, like, what he is. He yeah. is the broiest of all bros. But he's so, like, lovable, too. No, that's what makes it great. It's like yeah. he's almost a caricature of being a bro. And it's and in this, it's brilliant to see him be Thor. It's yeah. like, look, Yolno's taking a nap. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would do that, wouldn't you? And he's been cooking that meat in the sun for like eight weeks. And he something. totally would do that. It's like, <laughs> they, it's like they, Taika Waititi made, it's a Waititi little bit exaggerated, made, it's but, a, but not so much that you're like, that's not Thor. Like he wouldn't really leave the meat out. Like he's not that stupid, but it's a fun bit to do. But there, but it, when you watch like Avengers, there's moments when he'll say some shit that you're like. Bilge snipe. What's that? Bilge snipe. Oh, yeah. That part's funny. But there's that one part that was like, uh, Thor, uh, what about the people of the Hulk? Oh, the the gates of, of the underworld would be screaming with his victims. And they're like, no, 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 no. He's like, uh, some of them probably have badly wounded knees. Yeah, yeah. Bru- <laughs> yeah. Very bruised. And it's like, Age of Ultron, that yeah. is fucking funny. Like, he yeah. says funny things because he's so... Well, Marvel, Bro-y. I yeah. think Marvel, even even in the first Thor, like they handled, because you know when we when we saw Iron Man, we we're like, all right, this makes sense. We saw the Hulk, we we're like, well, we've seen the Hulk before, this makes sense. And then they did Thor, and it was like, how are they going to put this on the screen? Like we just didn't know how they would get this like larger than life Shakespearean sort of crazy British god. And they they found a way to like put it on the screen, and it wasn't ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it helped that Kenneth Branagh directed that first movie because he's he handles crazy dialogue and big performances. Yeah. In like Hamlet and all the things, all the Shakespeare stuff he's done. And then I think like the next Thor movie was just it was really like filler. It was like more of the same. And I, well, what I liked about it was. Like I was saying, and like Jotunheim was kind of sparse, and like so was Asgard. Like they did a lot of floating over shots, and they would show like CGI people really far down, but you didn't really feel like Asgard was alive. Yeah. And in the second movie, they did a really good job of being like on the ground, like stone walls, people like enjoying themselves, like yep. drinking, yep. feasting. Like it really felt like Asgard. They still fucked up the Dark Elves' homeworld, which yeah. is just like a a CGI desert. Like it was really lame. Because and it's weird. Like you go from like they you go have from palaces or something. They're yeah. elves. Like they're dark elves, but they wouldn't have like palaces or cities or buildings. Like they were just hanging out in the mountains, like Al Qaeda or some yeah, shit. There's a. I mean, <laughs> like, what it, the fuck? I'm not wrong in this. The 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 secret <laughs> scene at the end wrong. of Thor, the second Thor movie, is Thor's two friends are dropping off one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, at, that was great. Yeah, at the. That one place. The Collectors on uh, Nowhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. K-N-O-W-H-E-R. Yeah. And it's like, I see that scene and I'm like, I'm confused by it almost because mm-hmm. Asgard almost feels like in a separate universe Yeah, to Guardians. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Guardians had a really good vibe of like, this is a living universe and people are in it. As- they they well, really fucked up with Asgard. Guardians sort Asgard of- doesn't seem to fit into that. Yeah, because Asgard is almost like, like... Asgard is like a disc of heaven floating in space. Yeah. And like nowhere is ridiculous. It's a giant floating head of a celestial god being. They don't know where it came from, but they're mining it for shit. But that's the thing. Like they make it like, oh, this was a physical creature that we've turned into a space station. And there's there's shit. Like you go in there, there's like structures and there's people and you go on the ground and you're like, this is like a cantina over here. Yeah, they, do a good, they do a really good cantina scene. Yes. Where they're, yeah, they're playing that weird gambling game. Yeah. Like <laughs> cat monsters, cat lizard monsters or whatever. And Drax is like, I win as I do in all things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, but no, I was saying, where was I? I don't even know where I was going. But yeah, so it's, it is weird because yeah, what is Asgard? Like, is it just, they, they formed this because Thor's world is sort of like, it's like magic, but then they explain it as like science. That's so sciencey that it's like magic, which is not unreasonable. And it's then just, guardians is like star Wars. Tony Stark is like really great technology. Captain America's like bio biological technology. And then you've got then we're gonna get Doctor Strange, which is literally magic. Yeah, like literally straight up. Like this isn't like casting fake. spells. Yeah, yeah, and like other realms, like other dimensions. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. I'm really excited to see. Um, yeah. So no, but I think you know, like I was saying, I think that 
like Thor wasn't in trouble. Like people go see those movies, but now I feel way more confident that it's going to be a huge hit because Taika Waititi is so talented. Yeah, and and it's like the, this little mockumentary just had like so many great touches. I love when he's so in the classroom touches. and he goes, "Who's this purple weirdo?" The vision. Like, the vision. I'm surprised right. you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that he's purple because he's clearly green and yellow and red. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, that's the only mark. So he just had. makes him purple. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's, he's the the board he the has chair. what are the infinity stones and he's like looking at all the clues and he's like there's a lot of clues and uh there's a purple man sitting in a chair doesn't like sitting in doesn't like standing up he has a pretty cool glove doesn't nick fury what does he know and is his name really fury or is it actually furry <laughs> yeah it's just like so many random stupid things but they like it just makes me want to see the outtake reel and the reel of stuff they cut because you yeah. know there was so many jokes and bits that they're like well we only have so much time and it's like chris hemsworth really nailed just being thor in that yeah. way and can we can we talk about how talented this guy is and i feel so bad because almost every movie he's been in besides thor or the avengers has bombed chris hemsworth yeah oh yeah i mean i think uh, what was the other movie he's been in the, well, there was the race car one that I think actually did okay, but he was in like the Heart of the Sea. I didn't see that. Which is like sort of like a pseudo Moby Dick movie that Ron Howard directed, which bombed real bad. Okay. And then he was in he was in Ghostbusters this summer, which he was actually probably one of the best things about it. Okay. Did I you, didn't, did I didn't see, see it. I didn't, oh. have, I didn't have a chance to see it. Yeah, no, it's it's worth seeing. I mean, the the sad thing is like. All these dumb idiots on the internet were hating on it before it came out because women. They were like, oh, women can't. I don't know why people are so stupid. <laughs> but, it, you know, it sucks because it turned out that the movie wasn't that great. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay. It had moments, but it ultimately does not live up to the original Ghostbusters. Which is, you know. Classic. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, You know what's weird is I did grow up watching Ghostbusters. When I finally saw it, I was not impressed. But then I went to see it in the theater like five years after that, and I really loved that experience. Yeah. And then, and now I want to watch it again, but now that I've seen this one, I don't know, we could talk about that. I mean, I think if you see it, we could do an episode and talk about that movie, because it's weird. Like, the first third of Ghostbusters is brilliant. It's hilarious. There's tons When's of clever jokes. When does it come out on Blu-ray or whatever? Soon? I don't know. It's probably, let's find out. Cause Amazon usually lists these things like they know. Yeah. Um, but no, and and then the middle of the movie is like kind of boring. Like there's some good jokes. Like they still, they still have it. Like they they haven't quite lost it. And then by the th- the third act, it sort of devolves into weird action movie bullshit. Like these characters who are like goofy, sciency, sort of frumpy. Yeah, I don't want to say frumpy is like it's not negative. It's just like these women are not soldiers or warriors. And suddenly they have all these weapons and they're like action, like shooting guns at ghosts. And you're just like, where the fuck did this come from? I get that. Like they were goofy weirdos for a long time. Although I will say this, like in the Ghostbusters films, that's what I liked seeing is fighting ghosts. And also October 11th. Oh shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, when that comes out, we'll do that. Like the (laughs) ghost, like uh, this is so off topic, but the Ghostbusters game for Xbox 360 and PS3 Really fucking good. Not the newer one, right? The, older the newer one. one was bad. The newer yeah. but one was, like, was an obvious. It was cash shovelware, grab. yeah, yeah. But Ghostbusters Xbox 360, the one that was written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. really fucking good. Like a good game, yeah. and it actually is a good Ghostbusters story on top of it. Yeah, that's cool. I don't yeah. think it's that hard. See, it's. I hate what I really hate is a lot of people will just shit on sequels. Like they'll just be like, oh, another one. And I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with doing a lot of something as long as you take the time to find a good story, and develop take, it out, and, and not, do a good job. And not be derivative is my main thing. Yeah. I don't like that. Because, I mean, like, there's a lot of examples. You look at, like, Star Trek. The fourth movie and the sixth movie are fucking great. Like, a lot of people forget that the sixth movie is also directed by this, uh, Nicholas Meyer, yeah. who directed Wrath of Khan. And it's a really they're great br- film. They're bringing him in for the new show also. Yeah, that's always a good choice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like Mission Impossible, we were talking about that earlier. Mission Impossible goes, like, the first Mission Impossible's a, a good movie. Yeah. The second one is awful. Yeah. The third one is a lot of fun. And then the fourth one is probably my favorite one. Yeah. 
and that's the like the fourth movie is like the best one that's that sounds counterintuitive but it's like what it what it comes down to is like are you getting talented people to write and direct and produce this film if yes and they're then doing you can and, have a good movie and they're doing justice to what the what the source material is if exactly it's this kind of thing yeah or just like, like doing a thing like i mean because i mean like, think about just i mean going back to star trek like star trek beyond yeah that's everything that's good about star trek yeah everything and that's, that's good about the star third in that movie, movie in that series or it's like the 12th or 13th movie in which most people all i mean most people wouldn't think of it in that context like unless yeah. you're a deep star wars fan but star trek beyond good movie on its own and yeah. then it is everything that's good about Star Trek in one film. Yeah. Well, and here's another great example. Um, Casino Royale, 20th or 21st James Bond film. Yeah. One of the top three Bond films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just stri- hands down, it's one of the best. And it's like the tw- it's like it doesn't matter how many times you've used a character or a, or a convention. As long as you find a way to do it well, it's good. Yeah. So, like, you know, Batman vs. Superman... The reason it's not it doesn't suck because it's another Batman superhero movie. It sucks because it's a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it's convoluted as fuck. It makes no sense. It has like non sequiturs everywhere. Like, why is this happening? And it's kind of the thing where it's like, if this was a good movie, like if it was a good movie, then I could see having a real discussion about would Batman kill somebody. But because yeah. it's a bad movie, I won't even entertain it. They they could have spent time building up like oh. Yeah. The Joker killed Robin. Batman had a meltdown. Batman gave up on the world. Now he kills people. That's but, all you had to fucking do. But, and I would have been on board because you would have justified it. But you can't just introduce yeah. that and pretend like it's normal. Which, it's not. It's kind of strange for me that the... I feel like the MCU does have missteps in its, some of its sequels. Yeah. But it always seems to kind of like win back. Well, and even in the bad movies, you can still have fun. Like, I love to say... Everyone loves to shit on Iron Man, and Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3... Iron Man 3 was good. Man Anyone who thinks really Iron good. Man 3 is a bad movie is, I yeah, think, kind of crazy. Asshole. Yeah, it's a but good But Iron Man movie. 2, you can, like, yeah, sure, it's not a great film, and it's doing a lot of, like, setting up of the Avengers, and, like, there's a there's some dumb stuff in it, like Tony Stark finding a new element inside of a map. <laughs> you know, like, that part's really stupid. But when I'm watching that film, there's some really fun action scenes. Like, some of them are cut short. Like, the, the final scene is, like, way too short with Whiplash. Yeah. But... Along the way, like there's Sam Rockwell being hilarious. There's the really there's a brilliant scene at Monte Carlo, like that race scene yeah. with the suitcase suit is really cool. Yeah. Like that's a really great action scene, and you would just have like these characters being really fun to be around. And I don't like it's like Ocean's Twelve. Like a lot of people hate that movie because oh, of the whole right. Julia Roberts yeah. thing with Bruce Willis and like ah oh, I look just like Julia Roberts and it's so meta, but it's like. If you're into those characters, which I am, like I had a great time and I'm totally willing to forgive because it's like no one's ever done that before that I know of. And it's such a weird like it's fun. And there's, I think it's yeah, still enjoyable to be around those characters, even if that thing is kind of crazy or stupid. So with with Thor, the Thor movie is kind of like not being super great. It's like I kind of just want to be around these characters to yeah. see what they're up to. I, I actually I love Thor the Dark World. I don't I wish that the villain was stronger and I wish the story was better. But there's some really great moments with Chris O'Dowd and Natalie Portman where she's on that awkward date with him. You know, like that stuff is really funny. And then you have Kat Dennings who I think, I don't know, no one really talks about her in those movies, but I think she's hilarious. Like she's the one who coined meow meow as a phrase like for <laughs> Mjolnir. And it's like it's it shouldn't work, but she makes it work. And then just like the action scenes are really good in Thor the Dark World. There's like really cool looking stuff. But yeah, like it's not a great film. But even though it's not a great film, while you're watching it, you're having fun. Yeah. And that's what matters. That's what Batman vs. Superman did not do. Like, there was no point. The only time I had a good time watching that film were Batman in the warehouse, except that he was killing people, and then Wonder Woman kicking ass at the end of the film. Like, when her music comes in, and it's like, you know, that, like, that's that Amazonian, like, nice. like war cry yeah. music was so good. But that's, like, 1% of the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, Thor, not really worried about it no. anymore. And that, that mockumentary just made me really want to see that movie. It makes like, me want to watch What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah! Oh, God, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, we can wrap it up. Yep. All we seem to do when we do these is kind of say why DC's fucked up and why that's <laughs> great. But Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's important that you guys We're just know. going off what we get. 
We yeah. get bullshit from DC. Sometimes. Yeah, we're not thrilled. Maybe next week we'll talk about video games or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, when I think of like what are my favorite nerdy interests right now, it's like Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. And I think who owns that stuff? Disney. Disney should just buy DC. (laughs) (laughs) Then they can finally do that four-issue comic where they all cross over at once. They've done those before. It's always they did that once. They did it one time, and it showed uh, Superman holding Thor's hammer and having Mm -hmm. Captain America's shield, and then you just come because it's so awesome. It's also. Sometimes, like, that stuff is cool, but then I'm also kind of like, I don't want to see that because I like that they're separate. Like, I want them to be their own things. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because, like, just consolidating everything, it's like, it's like, what if all the grocery stores were bought by Walmart and then everywhere you go, it's just Walmart? I, I mean, I wouldn't want it all the time, yeah. but, I mean, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's fun once in a while, but I don't want it to become like, well, we've got to do it since we did it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Like it's in, yeah. But yeah, if Disney bought DC, that would be awesome. It'd probably be bad though for the consumer. <laughs> uh, possibly, or it might be the kind of thing where like, well, now we can have good DC movies, which honestly I would like. I'm sure Kevin Feige would know way more what to do with it than. Yeah, totally. For one, let's have movies about the characters before we have them compilate. Yeah, we always sneak in that argument. D- DC needs to poach uh, Joss Whedon. And then let him do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's straight up what they should do. Yep. They sh- I mean, him, you know what they should do? They should be like, all right, we're going to continue this universe. We've cast all these characters. We can't reboot it again. That'd be crazy. And then just have Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns lock themselves in a room for a week and figure out how to make those movies good retroactively in new movies. <laughs> I think it's possible. You know what? That Joss would, Whedon can do anything. That would be kind of incredible if they were able to say, like, because of this new movie, those old movies are good now. Or, yeah, that, that would be a feat. Or what they could do is just, like, they could do, like, a Star Trek reboot and just wipe it clean. I like, would. have the same people play the characters. Because I don't hate... I mean, Henry Cavill's kind of wooden, but, like, I don't hate any of it. I just want them to have fun. And it'd be really cool if, like... Like, they could use The Flash. They could use Grant Gustin's The Flash. Yeah. And he could go back in time and wipe the slate clean. Yeah, and then not that's not a bad thing. But then, like, Flashpoint is bad, whatever. You do that on the TV show. But he somehow wipes clean everything. Superman's happy. Batman's gritty but doesn't kill people. Wonder Woman is her great warrior, awesome self. Green Lantern, you get all the Green Lanterns in, whatever. Cyborg is there. <laughs> Fucking do it. I don't... And I'm fine with Jason Momoa being, like drunk sexy aquaman like that's fine do. yeah that's one thing that's uh, weirdly jason mo is aquaman i want that to happen yeah i think if anyone can make that character not suck because aquaman objectively is not interesting if anyone could make that character interesting he could totally do it yeah and you have uh, james wan is a really interesting director because he's like f- typically a horror director like that's kind of his where he's made his name yeah is like with the Saw movies yeah. and Annabelle and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and he he said in interviews somewhere, it was like, I'm going to do something with the horrors of the deep. Like, it's going to have horror elements to which it. Which is good. Which is interesting. Which, yeah. would wor- which would totally work and make Aquaman that much more badass. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really curious to see these projects coming up, but I'm just hoping that the creative people went out over the idiots who are, like, wearing suits yeah. and looking at numbers yes. and equations and bullshit. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, where do we find you on the internet, Jojo? Twitter, Instagram, Bucky Gums, Facebook, JJL Comedy. Dope. Any shows you want to plug? Nothing right now. All right. Well, the end of the month, every month. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, comics. we might. I don't know. We might take a bye this month because I'm kind of burnt out. But what? yeah. Well, also no. we can't do the last Friday of this month, so that's the other thing. Why not? Oh, just they have an event. Oh, we'll do the Saturday again. Yeah, we'll see. You should do it. Don't don't stop because when you when you break one, then people will stop coming. That's true. Yeah, that's not cool. And you all have, right, I'll 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 work on it. You have so many comics to pull from. I, like you, you, there's no excuse. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. Like when I was booking my show, I was like feeling so bad that I couldn't book a lot of people. I was yeah, like, I wish I could have everyone. I guess that's true. All right, yeah, never mind, never mind. Yeah, it'll happen. Oh, I'll gotta message just, the guy. Just did it. All right, um, you can find me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, uh, at Epic Tiki. On Instagram, Luke Soin on Facebook, 
uh, go to youtube.com slash epic tiki comedy subscribe to our youtube channel um, I almost have my computer up and running. I mean, basically, I do have to install some drivers or whatever bullshit. Uh, but we'll have new sketches and videos soon, hopefully. Uh, we don't really have anything. I don't know. We should do time jerks, probably. We're going to do that eventually. I don't know where we're going to film it, but we'll film it. Uh, it's a really funny series. And then um, uh, come to the punchline tonight. This is going to come out on Wednesday, the 31st of August. So come out to punchline tonight. I'm closing out uh, Kyrie Shabazz's Off the Top show. People on this show include Robert Berry hosting, Cameron O'Bannon, famous T-Pain, Regina Givens. She's great. She's one of the, like, she's hilarious. She's a Sacramento mainstay. Morgan Hong, Kelly Wood, Alicia Gonzalez, Robert Amodo, Jason Anderson. And then, like I said, I'm closing. I'm going to do 10 minutes to close out. My first ever punchline showcase closing closing out. Yeah, It's going to be great. Then uh, September 3rd, come out to Stockton, Shadow Oak Steakhouse. I'm with Nick Larson doing a show of some kind. Uh, Hate Mile 2 next Wednesday at Luna's Cafe in Sacramento. I'm not ready, so come watch me flounder, get destroyed by Jan Tyler. So I'm facing the first round. And then, this is the last one I'll plug right now. September 8th, this is a big show. Come to uh, Laughs Unlimited, uh, where I'll be doing Old Sack Tonight, Ellis Rodriguez's new monthly show. Uh, our headliner is Mark Christopher Lawrence, who you may know from Chuck and Weeds, and my name is Earl, which is pretty neat. I'm That's actually pretty, pretty excited to fan out on him a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna, I mean, you know, because I, I started rewatching Chuck because it's one of my favorite shows. It's died for me after season two. I think the question I'm going to ask him is, did they let you keep the Marlin? Because <laughs> I feel like that's a good question. It's a Mike, big Mike-specific question. Yeah. It's not too... It's not annoying, like, what was Yvonne Strahovski like? Even though he'd probably answer that question because she's hot. Yeah. But, yeah, or, like, if I was asking a bunch of Zachary Levi questions who played Chuck. I'm, I'm sure. Kind of annoying to him. What was Adam Baldwin like? <laughs> it's like, as right-wing as Casey was. <laughs> have, you, have you read Adam Baldwin's Twitter? No. He's he's every he is John Casey in real life. Really? Oh, yeah. His, everything funny. he writes is, like, super right-wing. It's hilarious. That's okay. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's great. <laughs> Plays himself. I, I love him. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, rate, uh, tell people about the podcast, and send us messages. Epic Tiki's Take, the podcast on Facebook. You, our Twitters, we already plugged them. Yep. We, already, we do a lot of work. We love you guys. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you later. Bye. See ya.